Hey, Joel. I was intrigued by the question you asked last time. What makes music able to do things that writing isn't? First, I'd like to define what it is that music can do that writing can't. I think there are two things. First, I think that music can evoke emotion. I don't think that writing can do it in the same way. For instance, you can listen to a song without any words and feel moved by it. You can feel joy or fear or sadness or anger. And no one ever tells you how to feel those things. It's not connecting with memory. It's connecting directly with emotion. Now, I think that writing is similar in that you can read a passage and be moved by it, but I don't think that it's quite as direct. I think that when you read about something happening and you get angry, there's a specific image. There's a memory. There's something there that is evoked. It's not touching your soul directly. And I think that music can do that. Writing, to put it another way, doesn't send shivers down your spine. And another difference is that even if writing can evoke emotion, it's always a specific emotion. For instance, you know when you read the I Have a Dream speech that you're supposed to feel a level, a level of sadness, a level of anger, and a level of hope. You know that. There's nothing ambiguous about it. But when you listen to Beethoven's Fifth, how are you supposed to feel? You're not sure, but there is something there. There's something evoked, but what is it? Is it anger? Is it sadness? Is it fear? Is it longing? It's a complex mixture of emotions that you can't quite put your finger on, and that's one of the things that makes it so beautiful. And I don't think the writing is quite as magical as that. So, that's what's different about it. Why is that? Why is there a difference? I've talked about some of it. There are these exact ratios that God has given it as a gift to us. He's written it into our souls. But more technically, I think there's one answer, and then I'll move on to things that I think we should be thinking about for the next bits of conversation. Simply put, there's more variety. You can play the same note a number of different ways. You can play it by itself, short or long. You can play it connected with other notes, quickly or slowly, or at the same time even. You can play it loud and soft. You can play notes connected and unconnected. In fact, a large part of classical music saying, okay, this is what's written on the piece of paper. What more needs to change? Which notes are loud? Which notes get the accent? And I'm sure you remember this, having taken nine years of piano lessons, that it's not just about the notes on the page. You have to play it with soul and with character. It's the tiny little variations that we can add that make things all the more interesting. Should this part be slow or should it be fast? Should we play it in the key of E or in the key of D? Major or minor? All these tiny little decisions, sometimes they're not even intentional, contribute to music speaking to our souls in ways we don't quite understand. And writing, while it does have those same things, they're not as obvious. 
saying Times New Roman versus Calibri doesn't really change all that much emotionally. Speaking of keys, I've been thinking. Why 12 notes? There are other ways to divide an octave. Why is 12 the one that most people have stuck with? Is it just because the Greeks came up with it and then because of the Greeks that idea took over the world? Is it sort of a, a hallmark of Western culture and we should be able to move past it and understand and appreciate other cultures' scales? A lot of music theorists who I've been listening to and watching have talked about this recently, so I'm curious. I'm going to ask myself that question over the next couple of weeks and figure out why why 12 notes? Why, do, why is the scale the way it is? Why does a piano look the way it does? And why is it so powerful? Powerful this time not in the sense of emotionally powerful, but powerful in the sense of culturally powerful. Why is piano a better instrument than, say, the kalimba, which is also very cool, but not as prominent? So this time, I'm not really sure that I have a question for you. Other than, to what extent should we be able to adapt our writing to culture? And to what extent does culture need to change for writing? Should we try to understand Shakespeare? Or should he explain himself to us? Who changes and why? I'm curious. Ben. Ben.